So you're thinking about buying an ETF, but wonder where you should start? The beautiful thing about ETFs is you can determine value by looking at results. In contrast to buying stocks, where you have to determine intrinsic value to assume the stock will perform in line with your valuation. ETFs have already done this analysis for you and have selected stocks accordingly. So there are fewer metrics to analyze ETFs by. The first metric that I like to look at is dividend yield and dividend growth rates. I prefer dividend-oriented ETFs because I want to keep my income-producing assets, as opposed to selling them in an unpredictable future environment. We're going to assume you have an ETF in mind that you're considering buying and head over to Seeking Alpha to evaluate it. Here we have the current dividend yield, 3, 5, and 10-year growth rates, as well as the consecutive years of dividend payments. The current dividend yield matters more if you plan to pull income from your investment soon, and the growth rates matter more if you plan to draw your income in the future. So these growth rates and yield would be the first point of comparison for myself. And I consider the higher time frame as having more importance than the recent time frame. As the greater the time frame accounts for more market variability, and if you're looking for a dividend ETF, you want dividend consistency, which can be seen here with the consecutive years of dividend payments. The greater streak of dividend consistency indicates a higher quality collection of underlying stocks held in an ETF. The next metric we want to compare by is price return. What I look for is confirmation that the value of the underlying asset isn't eroding. As a true dividend investor, price appreciation shouldn't be the ultimate goal. Dividend growth and consistency should be. But let's say you are concerned with asset appreciation, and you should compare using total return, which accounts for dividend distributions, and you can use this charting tool to compare ETFs side by side and choose the best performing ETF over the greatest time frame. The next way I like to evaluate ETFs is by volatility, because I don't want the value of my asset to plummet at any point in time, even if I'm not planning to sell. So we can use the same charting tool and compare our potential ETF to others we may be considering, and the lower the amount of drawdown at any point in time, the better. This is one way that people think about risk, which is price volatility. The last aspect of an ETF I like to analyze is how diversified its holdings are. So we can go over to holdings and see how varied the collection of sectors are that make up the ETF. Generally, the lower concentration of any one sector is preferable to an over-concentration in a sector. This is because different sectors are more profitable and perform better in different market cycles. If you can find an ETF that holds quality companies of a wide variety of sectors, then you should be better suited for inevitable market change, and our previous evaluation metrics should validate that thesis like long-term dividend growth rates and total return. Additionally, if I find an ETF with an over-concentration in any one or two sectors, this should be thought of as a red flag, as over-concentration is a risk. This video should be thought of as a general guide to selecting and comparing ETFs, but you should know your own investment time frame and what your personal objectives are, and adjust these valuation frameworks according to your needs. Thanks for tuning in.